Welcome to Glass Bones Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Burke. Joining me today, as always, is the fantastic and awesome and wonderful Mr. Kyle Franz. Kyle, how are we doing today? I'm doing well, buddy. How are you doing? Doing well. I'm ready. Ready to go. I'm ready for the deadline. I, <laughs> I actually texted our good buddy, Joe Burrow, and I was like, I've been waiting for your text to come through because you're our insider, and I haven't heard anything, so you got to get to work on that. <laughs> uh, every day, I check, and I'm like, do we get a trade yet? Do we get a trade yet? It just feels... I think we were just spoiled last year. Mm. Remember last year, the like three weeks to a month before, it was like every day there was new trades happening. But yeah, yeah, we were spoiled last year. This year it's been a little quiet, but Mm -hmm. I think it's going to start picking up here soon. Well, it makes me kind of... I'm I'm not worried, but I'm also kind of thinking this may be a very dull deadline. Well, on a positive note, if it's... You know, it could be. I'm not saying it's not, but if it is going to be exciting, I think that day... Mm-hmm. will be exciting again. Because remember last year, it was so exciting leading up to it. There was like two or three that day. Yeah. I think the day, these teams, there's there's so many teams. We've talked about how many times that are fighting for position right now. And I think just they don't know where they are. Yeah. I mean, how many teams have we already talked about? We're going to talk about more today that are currently sitting in a playoff spot. But then next week, they'll be like five points out of the playoffs. And then next week, they'll be... So, like, they're still trying to figure out where they're at. So... It's it's pretty crazy right now. Yeah. And well, there's there's also teams that, you know, we didn't talk about because I thought they were going to go on a playoff push, and here we are a week and a half later, and I think they're done. Yeah. So I'm like, there could be there could be probably another 30 players on the list that we already made of 60 or whatever it was. We could probably add 30 to that at this point, but we're not going to because I don't have time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> some of it is just going to be we're going to post, you know, like post-deadline, we'll, we'll go over what right. happened. And talking about that kind of stuff, but yeah, I mean, because that was like last night. I mean, um, Edmonton and LA played. If LA wins that game, they're now in third, third in the Pacific. Like yep. that's a four point swing that they just thankfully for Edmonton they kept because otherwise they're going to drop. The, like they're going to be at sixty eight, and LA is going to be at seventy and going to be taking that spot. And that's the thing. Like LA, all of a sudden, boom, seven and three. Where the heck did they come from? Yep. Like it, it's just. I don't know, and I just but that's the thing is because I'm looking at it going like LA is a team that I thought was going to make a make a big move, and now I'm 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 sure they're making a, and quite frankly, if I'm if I'm going to be honest, they're going to make a really crappy move. Mm-hmm. They're going to overpay for Gensel. They're going to overpay for somebody. They're going like they're going to do something like trade Byfield, yeah, which is going to hurt them way more than it's going to help them. So today we just got news that Kempe could be done for the year too. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I did not see that. Yeah. Oh. So it'll be interesting. Oh, so they're getting Gensel. Yeah. Hot take. You can hear hear here first. They're getting... And it's going to be a crazy, stupid package. If I'm Pittsburgh, I am jumping on that right mm-hmm. now. I am calling them being like, all right, here he is. Yep. What's it going to take? The only thing is, is where is Gensel's health right now? Because I know he went down too. I don't know if, if they announced how long he was going to be out. From what I heard, it was just... It was like three, three weeks from when it happened. Three to four weeks, I think it said. So I'm not sure exactly when. Four weeks. Four weeks. That was February fifteenth. So yeah. we're at I don't even know what today is. Twenty seventh. We're about the two week mark. Which so. is I think is a concern is do you acquire a hurt person? Rob Blakewell. <laughs> we have full confidence in Rob Blake as GM. Don't don't let us fool you. Yikes. See, the other thing is he has a modified... Although, who's saying no to go to L.A.? Let's be real here. Right. Especially for a playoff run. I mean, 
Yeah. How could that... That would be great. I mean, great. Yeah. And he's just a rental. He knows that, so he'll be able to make his decision in the offseason. I don't think he would say no to that. Yeah. That would be wild. Yep. So, we'll see. I wanted to see what Kempe is, if it has a update. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's, He's... It didn't look good. I don't know. I saw it. It did not look good. Okay. And he went home off the road trip to Ooh. get further testing. So That's never a good sign. It's never a good sign. It, it's probably, if it's not, you know, the rest of the season, it's a good chunk of it probably. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Well, that's even, It's not I mean, good for my fantasy team. I can tell you that. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, even like a Philly. I think Philly's going to be, they, they need to sell. Like yeah. at this point because you just lost Drysdale more than likely he's done for the season and it, even if he's not just just put him down for the season like it's mm-hmm. just one of those things and if Cal Peterson starts any game they're losing like it's just that simple so I don't know I don't see I think that they, they and I think that, that he knows that I think that, that he'll be it, it'll be interesting to see what he ends up doing but yeah it's between injuries and, and I think that that is a point that I hadn't thought about was People are waiting because they're not sure if they want to sell or or sell or acquire, and so they're kind of waiting a little bit longer because there's so many more teams in that that bubble area than maybe last year. Which I don't remember off the top of my head exactly how many teams were in that area because always there's always teams like this, right? But it just seems like this year there's more than normal because yeah. there's so many teams that could be. I mean, Calgary was up in the playoffs and now they're five points out. Mm-hmm. St. Louis is four points out. Minnesota is four points out. Like there's team, they're close. Seattle's five points out. Like they're close. They could be waiting things out or trying to you know go for kind of thing. But and especially because I mean, like Minnesota, kind of you know they they've been hot and cold. But you know they're seven and two, seven two and one in the last last ten, and Calgary seven and three in the last ten. So yeah, it's crazy. Tough decisions. Yeah, tough decisions. I know. It's it's. It's insane. The Devils were another team. We had a we had a couple of players of the Devils. Me and you actually talked about like let's take them off because they had the big win on the Stadium Series, and I'm like I, I felt so confident that I'm like they're coming back. Yep. Not saying they're not going to because they're still there, but you know Philly went over four on points in this weekend, and Jersey made no ground. Yeah, they gained no ground on that. Like you have to win both those games on the weekend, and no. They're at 62 points right now. Win one game, you're at 64 points with one game in hand. Yeah. Three points is a big difference than five points yep. with a game in hand. Yep. So. Yep. <sighs> Wild. But yep. Without further ado, let's get into the players so we can get rolling. So yeah. we are continuing in on our list. So we ended it with L.A. So we're picking up in Minnesota. So there's two play- two players in Minnesota that we're interested in watching. One is Pat Maroon and the other is Marc-Andre Fleury. So why don't you give me your thoughts there? Yeah, Pat Maroon, I feel like he should be probably one of the most wanted players come the deadline here. Uh, but at the same time, no one's going to pay too much for him, which yeah. is why he's going to be the hottest commodity because it's like, not the hottest, but yeah. he's going to be a very wanted player. He's won three cups. He, you want him on your team. Yep. He's a big guy. can do what you need to do to win. So, yeah, if I'm any team that's questioning my size or my ability on the bottom six, that's a guy I'm going to give up a – third fourth round pick for so we'll see what he really goes for but yeah i i would want him if i think i could win a cup so and then flurry i i don't know what i would do if i was a team that needed like a veteran goalie because i just i love mark andre flurry yeah. 
I just don't think I would give anything up for him right now. Yeah. And I think, honestly, he's better staying in Minnesota and helping them push for the playoffs here. If he got traded, I would not be shocked. If he didn't get traded, I'd be okay with it and also not shocked. So, <laughs> Yeah, and I think that he's somebody that you look at, what's the return going to be? Is it worth it? Mm-hmm. Is it worth like making him move his family and all that, or you know, be away from his family and all that stuff? Because uh, yeah, as much as it's a business, there's also the personal side of things, and more than likely, Gurren's going to go. Okay, if all my return for him is going to be is a sixth or seventh round pick, I'm not. It's not worth it. Those picks mean no, not nothing, but next to nothing, like, really. At the end of the day, it's not worth moving him. If somebody comes in and offers you a third round pick, you're taking that. Like it's just it's just that simple. But and some of it too is. Ownership doesn't want to retain money on these guys and pay them half their salary for the rest of the year if they're getting very little in return. Like, we got to keep that in mind, too. So, that's the other business side of things. So, but Pat Maroon, I mean, I'm in, I would be, he'd be somebody that I would be pursuing for sure. I mean, somebody that, that I think would be, well, maybe they don't maybe quite need him as much now, but the Rangers. You know, like, I was very concerned about the toughness in their bottom six. Now, obviously, is it Rempe? Yeah. Has come up and, you know, that's, I don't know why he hasn't played all year, <laughs> really. But we'll talk about that later. But just that would be a team that I could see being like, yeah, like we want to get tougher on our on our bottom six, you know, that kind of something like that. Um, you know, you just imagine him getting Colorado. Yeah. I just a guy who's won, who knows what it takes, you know, stuff like that. Um, or even Vancouver, I mean Vegas. You can pick on any of them. Vegas with him on their bottom six, whew, yeah, that would be a tough battle. Bottom six, tough. So yeah, somebody that's going to be sought after for sure. And I don't think he has too too much value. So I don't think it's going to be something where you, like you're not going to be spending him. It's going to be less than a third round pick. So maybe a fourth, maybe a fifth, something like that. Or it's going to be a prospect, right? Whatever, like you yeah. Know. You draft players, you develop players so that you can trade them. That is part of the business is, okay, we got these guys, we draft and develop well so that we can use them to acquire pieces that we need. That's kind of the point. So He's he's 3.5 just for the rest of the year, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. I was just, I was thinking another team that kind of, so we'll get to it at some point, but we talked about the goalies last week and I did some research. And Dallas is a team that in the past, since Jim Nill's been hired, has traded for a veteran goalie come trade deadline, which I forgot about a lot of those. So, I don't know. That could be a possibility. Interesting. That would be a very interesting fit. Yeah. I don't hate He did it, the Tim Thomas ad. He did Jonas Enroth back in yeah. the day. And, and I, Bishop. And Bishop, yeah. Which wasn't deadline, but still. Mm, yeah, sorry. Um, when did Wedgwood get there? I think that might have been a deadline too. That I'm thinking about. I think it was. I feel like I remember that being a deadline one. Yeah. So, hmm. it's interesting. Hmm. That's a and and that's not a knock on Wedgwood. I think he's fine. But if you could, yeah. If you're a team that thinks you can win a cup and Ottinger goes down, eh, I think I'd like to see Flurry back there more than Wedgwood. And that's not a knock on Wedgwood, but yeah. No. Hmm. We'll see. That's, I think it's a hot take team to keep your eye on. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I'm looking through this going, all right, which one of these guys is Dallas going to acquire? Because it's like <laughs> it's going to be somebody sneaky. Like, honestly, somebody that I I wouldn't be shocked to see them in on is Broberg. 
Yeah. Like something like that, I could, I wouldn't be surprised, as it, especially if his value is, at, is where I think it's at, meaning he's not returning a first-round pick. He's not going to be a big part of any trade. He's more of somebody that's like a – he's going to be viewed as like a B or less prospect. I don't think there's a lot of value there. I think in the system with a good coach, he could come a long way. And, man, would that be a good replacement for um, Suter when Suter's done. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, especially if he can find that game. I mean, so it's just like something that I was thinking about. But there's a, guy, a bunch of, obviously, a bunch of guys in this on this list that we're looking at going, man, where are they going to end up fitting in? And I am so interested to see at the end of all of this who went and who didn't and then where they went because often – I'll be blindsided by a trade that I'm like, net, no idea they were even interested in something like that. And yeah. obviously, like you can look at all the UFAs that are on rental are on teams; they're all available. Right. I understand that it's going to be the guy that has extra, that extra year. You know that like Chickren's obviously been talked about enough this year that everybody knows he's available. Well, maybe not available. They're listing to offers on him as they should. There's going to be somebody like that that people are that gets traded and people. Are going to, Wait, what? Mm-hmm. And I think to me, the one that which he's his name keep, it has popped up a little bit is Rasmus Anderson in Calgary. Yeah, I and some of it is because he's got a lot of value, and depending on what Calgary wants to do as far as if they want to really tear things down to the studs, right now is the time to trade him because you could get a king's ransom for him. But yeah, anyway, let's well, keep moving. The next guy on the list here, we can move on to Montreal. Tanner Pearson, that's the guy. I have Dallas marked on. Ooh, yeah. So, because Dadunov is done for the year, Dallas revamped that guy's career. I thought Dadunov probably would be in the KHL right now if he didn't get traded to Dallas last year. Yeah. And he was playing great this year, as he did since the day he became a star. And he's now done for the year. And I don't know. I have Pearson's the guy that I've had my eye on for Dallas this whole time. Hmm. <laughs> Man, that would be very, 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 very interesting. Yeah. Just the playoff pedigree that that guy brings. One was a big part of the uh, LA Cup, and I don't know. He's just—I don't know. I see him being a star. There's something about it. Again, it's a gut feeling. Have never, haven't heard any rumors. Haven't heard anything. Just a gut feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the money would work with with Dadunov being on LTIR. As long as as long as uh, Montreal's willing to retain, which I think they will, but hmm, it's uh, interesting. Yeah, I I think he's gonna be he's gonna be attractive to, to teams for sure. hasn't had you know a, hasn't had a great showing um, in the last couple of years. Just has kind of fallen off, but he's had a lot of injuries. But it's one it's one of those things where he's not making a ton of money right now, so there isn't a ton of risk in it. Especially because he's not gonna acquire. He's not gonna cost you a lot. I mean. What is a thirty-one-year-old at three point two five really going to cost you? Like, I don't know. And he's and he's played thirty-nine games. He has ten points. Right. Okay, that's fine. But I mean, he could he can score twenty goals in a season. He's proven that. Yeah. He just needs to stay healthy, and he hasn't. Like last year, he didn't. He only played fourteen games all of last year. But I don't know. That's a yeah. Good player to have in your locker room for sure, and that he was twelve points in twenty four games for that year that they won the, one of the years that the Kings won the cup. Yeah. So, hmm. we'll see. Yeah, like him. The other person for Montreal we have on our list is David Savard. So this is somebody that you know, same thing, like has that extra year would be helpful. 
I just don't see this trade happening because I don't think that a team's going to be willing to give Montreal what Montreal would want in return to move him. I think he's going to stay. I think he'll be traded next year because it'll, it'll be a rental at that point. But I just don't think, as much as there's a lot of teams that could definitely use a David Savard, I just don't see anybody being willing to give. Because Montreal, I mean, Kent Hughes has pro- proven that he knows what he's doing with assets. I would imagine it has to be something that he's like, oh yeah, I want that. I just don't think anybody's going to offer that in such a tight cap space right now with so many teams not having any money. And it's not like Montreal has tons of cap space either where they can be taking a stupid contract back. But, yeah. If he was a UFA next year, like or this offseason, I'd say he has Tampa written all over him. Going back there and helping them replace... Not that he would be like a replacement to Sergachev, but like... He'd be a cheap, cheaper-ish option for the rest of the season. Use that LTIR money, put him as a part of it. You know he works there, so I feel like that has Tampa written all over it. They're just—I don't think they're going to do it because he signed through next season. So yeah, I think he's staying. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Next up is Nashville, and we have four people on this list for Nashville. We have Alex Carrier, Tommy Novak, Tyson Berry, and Yuzi Soros. Yeah, I mean, I think Carrier's. I think Carrier's going. Novak's going. I don't think Barry or Saros is going. If I had, if I had to say, I would. That's the way I'd, I. It would break for me, because I don't think there's a market for Barry, and I don't think that teams are willing to trade in the middle of the season what Nashville wants for Saros. And I think that that's fine. I don't. I don't think that they should push to move Saros. They should wait until that package is exactly what they want it to be, but. It's also, I mean, if Devils are looking at going, we have to have a goalie. How desperate are they going to get, and how stupid are they going to get? But at the same rate, I just don't, I don't see that. I mean, if LA needed a goalie really, really, really bad, I could totally see it. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> boom, it. Or just hitting Garen or Garen. Geez, no, Garen's actually good at his job. I'm sorry, Blake. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I. I thought Tyson Berry would already be traded at this point, and the fact that he hasn't makes me think that it's just not going to happen. Yeah. I, I hate that because I loved him as a player. I really thought he was going to be great when he was in Colorado. Trade to Toronto just did not help his career, and then going to Edmonton after that really did not help his career. <laughs> but he played great for Nashville at the end of last year. I really thought he was going to be a big part of that team, and it just yeah. has not worked. So... I wish he could find a move, and I wish he could get somewhere else. But, yeah, I guess that's true. I guess he is a free agent at the end of the season. So, yeah, hopefully he – I kind of hope he just stays in Nashville and then he can sign a cheap contract with a little prove-it deal to someone next year, and maybe he can earn himself a earn himself a nice deal after that. Hopefully he has a good year next year. But, yeah, I agree. I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Saros – Saros just sounds like an off-season deal. It just sounds like it's going to be, no matter what the package is, it's just too much for a cup contender to be given up right now. So unless he's going to a team that doesn't think that they're going to win the cup this year, which Jersey could be, depends what Jersey's really feeling, though. I don't know. <laughs> Jersey's got some of the biggest question marks, in my opinion. It's it's pretty amazing how much, how much could change, like how quick it's changed, because... I, I had the Devils as a cup contender. 
Yep. I think a lot of people had the Devils as a cup contender, even with the goaltending questions. I'm like, I don't know, this roster is just too good. They'll figure it out. But, yeah, there's a lot of problems there. <laughs> yep. I don't know. Yeah. So, this might be a hot take, but I I think a team that could potentially be interested in Nashville, or in, in um, Barry from Nashville, Philly. Yeah. They just lost Drysdale, and, put, and it seems like realistically probably for the rest of the season it looked bad it looked like collarbone shoulder I know he has shoulder issues he would be a nice he would be a very similar type of player um, and if especially because Philly could theoretically take his whole cap hit so what would it really cost I mean you're re- especially because your point he's been looking for a trade for a while he hasn't been traded yet so, to me, it's something that I could see if Philly trades Walker, being like, you know, we talked about Johnson, maybe it's Tyson Berry, because yeah. now Drysdale's down. I mean, that would be something. Yeah, so, I like that fit better. But, I don't know. But it's also, to me, it's another, like, he's somebody that I could, I could see end up ending up in Dallas. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, it's, it's tough, because there's offensive defensemen, there's, I mean, there's, plenty of teams that that they can fit in so it's kind of tough to say oh they're going to go here because there's just you know every, everybody except for Toronto could use one <laughs> so exactly. they have enough yep. they need other ones but yeah anyway moving up next up we have Oliver Wallstrom from the Islanders so yeah it just ain't working it just ain't we all we all want to see it we all just want to see him get out of there and see if he can he can make something anywhere else I don't really know what the market is. I haven't really heard his name too much from what I've been reading, but I think this is more of a me and you thing of wanting to get him on this list and hope that he gets moved because I want to see this kid get a chance somewhere else. I've I've seen his name pop up in armchair GMs a lot, okay. surprisingly, um, and it seems like there's it's like a split. Half of half of them are Islanders fans who want to see him moved. One, either they think he sucks or they just want to get like, hoping that he has enough value to bring in somebody. The other half being just wanting to give him a shot somewhere else because it's not working in, in the Islanders, which is fine. Like, that's that's okay. Like, stuff happens. But I hope for his sake he definitely gets a move because I just want to see him – I want to see him, him succeed. And I think that in order to do that, he needs to go. I just don't know – where and what the value is because there's teams that need help but to me at this point he's a project like you're kind of hope it's i mean pulley arby's in, in pittsburgh right now trying to figure out what his career i think that's where you're going to see walsh from after this year Correct. you're going to see him i don't think he's going to get tenured by the islanders i think they're going to they're probably going to let him walk in, in free agency i think he's going to be signing him a, a one-year 800k thousand 800k contract I just don't. I'm just not sure that they're what what's there, but people keep trading him to Dallas, which I think is funny. Which, you know, like, I mean, I guess I could see because they could use you know wingers, but to me they have uh, Stankoven. Mm-hmm. Stankoven, he's who's been. I mean, he's absolutely amazing in the AHL this year. So why would you just let him play instead? It's like to me, it seems like this would be a move where. If you have, if you need scoring ringers, but you're, you know, like Arizona yeah. or somebody like that, that would be more so the guy you're going for. But it's tough because the Islanders aren't going to be trying to buy at the at the trade deadline. So 
I don't think there's going to be something where it's like, okay, we're going to get it. We're just going to flip players and just hope for the best and hope that we can keep the guy like a Pavel Zaka, Eric Hall thing. Right, right. To a lesser extent. But like something like that, I just don't see that market being there for them because I don't know that there's much for Wallstrom. But I'm just hoping that he is able to move because I think he needs a fresh start. Completely agree. Yeah. I, it's, it's interesting. I, 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 Yeah, I don't think a team like Dallas, I agree. I think in Arizona... Uh, just a team where he's going to get the opportunity, honestly, mm-hmm. in more of a bigger role and be able to show off his shot a little bit better. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, even San Jose. Yeah, I mean, any any one of those teams. Yeah. So next up, we have from the Rangers, we have Capocaco, another one of those type of guys that he's been rumored to be in the in the trade. They've been looking to trade him. And he's been yeah in the in the rumor mill for a long time now. Now with Wheeler being done for the season, I think they're looking for help. I wouldn't be shocked to see them move him, but I do think it would be a mistake. I would like to see him get a little bit more time, but it's been hard because he now has a new coach. So you're thinking that okay, then uh, you know full season, a new coach, all that stuff, it just hasn't clicked yet. But he's not that old yet. Like let let him let him cook a little bit longer. Let him you know figure it out because. I think the worst thing that could happen is that they trade him right now for whatever, especially if it ends up being like either a rental or futures. It's just not what the Rangers need right now. And so you do better to keep him and let him continue to develop and kind of, you know, sit down with him and at the end of the season and be like, listen, you have this offseason and this season is it. And then we're going to ha- we're going to be forced to do something with you. But we want you here long term. We need you to figure it out. You know, something like that. Maybe see if they can't spark something there, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know what to say about it. I mean, a second overall pick should not be on your trade list at this time of year. But, hey, the patience has worked with Lafreniere this year. I agree. I think they just need to stay patient with him a little bit. Um, It'd be a risk. It's risky trading a player like that. We could look back five, six years from now and go, wow, what a deal. That helped them a lot. Go on, you know, if the Rangers would go on to win a cup or something, it'd be like, all right, that deal helped them a lot. But it could also go the other way really easily. So it's a very risky move. Um, I would not do it. I agree. I think he brings enough value to your roster that it's not like he's hurting your team when he's on the ice. He's just, he's not producing as much as you wanted him to. So... I don't know. It's interesting. It's an interesting thought. I'd be really curious to ask like a diehard Rangers fan, like Raul, like mm-hmm. ask him like what what is your true thought on him? Yeah. Well, I I mentioned it to him, and he was like, I do not want to see them trade him. Okay. So we didn't get a ton, we weren't able. We were sitting on the bench at open hockey, and I I mentioned it to him, and he's like, oh, he's like, I don't trade him. He's like, don't trade him. And then literally as we were starting starting to. Hit, Exchange more. I hopped to the bench and had to go. Oh, okay. So I was like, okay, and I just never got back around to it. Yeah. So, it was, but he he was saying, don't trade him. I don't know what his thoughts are as far as like what he thinks Kako is going to be now, but at the same rate, it's it's, you know, it was don't trade him. You know, and it's one of those things where to me, I look and I go, unless somebody's giving you full value for what he's not. So like to me, if you're getting either a guy that's like bone of like a Gensel, if it's like. Okay, if you're getting Gensel, if it's Kako and like a third round pick for Gensel, 
okay, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that because you're getting more value than what you got, what Kaku could possibly be. But other than that, it's just, just wait and just let him, you know, let him figure it out and see because you never know. He may get into the playoffs and be a stud. Right. And you're like, oh, that could have been really bad. And maybe he's just not a regular season guy. Maybe he's just a playoff guy. Right. He's always been great. He's been great for them in the playoffs since he's been around. It's mm-hmm. it's really weird because then you're always like, all right, take that in the next year. And it's like, meh, back, back down to block. It's like, all right. So, yeah, no, I agree. I, I'm, I'm glad to hear Raul say that, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So next up is the Ottawa Senators. So we have four guys on our list. We have Jacob Chikrin, Vladimir Tarasenko, Claude Giroux, and Shane Pinto. Ottawa should not be on... And none of these guys should be on the list. <laughs> but they are. Because of where they're at. Uh, I am done talking about Ottawa this time of year selling <laughs> off their pieces. It's just... It's not right. It's not. It, it's really not right. This roster is too good. These players are too good to be on this list right now. Tarasenko, I kind of understand. But you brought him in to put you over the top, mm-hmm. not trade him at the deadline. So I think he should be a pretty hot commodity, $5 million. Uh, UFA at the end of the year, get some retention on it. You should have no problem trading that contract and trading the player. Uh, any team. That just needs some help on scoring on the wing. Uh, it's pretty much it for me with him. Mm-hmm. Chikrin, again, another player. It should not be on this list, but I get it. He's brings some skill to your team. His contract's pretty decent for where he's at, and Ottawa needs to figure out what the heck they're going to do because it's not working. Mm-hmm. And kind of working out the way some of us kind of expected. Like, I was hoping it would work for them. I didn't understand why we needed to get another offensive left-hand shot defenseman on the team. So, I was just hoping that there was space for him, but it's just hasn't worked. So, I'm hoping for his sake he can find a home somewhere that's just the right place. I don't know where that is, though. Unfortunately. Nothing stuck out to me when I was looking through the lists. Part of me, like, I thought Boston right away because they were interested in him in the past. I just don't see how it's going to work. Yeah, I don't think they have the pieces. It depends. What, but at the same time, that's where I'm with Ottawa. I don't know what they're looking for. Yeah, I cannot imagine they're looking for picks. Yeah, I cannot imagine. I feel like they're like, what the heck are we doing? We need to fix this roster. We need to get going. I just, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough, man. It's a tough, that's a tough team to run right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's so much stuff going on. Like, I mean, off out of the rink. I mean, you have a new GM, you have you know, new ownership, stuff like that. Like you have a new coach now and things are just, it's a freaking tire fire right now. Like things are just, it, they're just burning down. You're like, what the heck is going on with this team? And I mean, is it time to just trade the whole freaking team? But I mean, they're, they're, they have 53 points. They're 25, 28, and 3. They have a negative 10 goal differential. Like, that's really good considering. I mean, Washington's, uh, what, four points out of playoffs is a negative 28 goal differential. And the, But the part, crazy part to me is they've scored 189 goals, but they've let up 199. So it's just like, unfortunately, they tried to fix a goaltending issue with a free agency signing 
that was not correct, and it's blowing up in their face. Yep. Because Corpus Allo has been absolutely awful this year. Which would be, to me, is one of the things where, and I know people are immediately going to go to Swayman and Omar going to say this, but that's not who I'm talking about. That would be the interesting part to me about Boston, is having Boosie and having, who's the other one? Kaiser. Kaiser. Yeah. In the minors. And, and Di Pietro. Like, you have, you know, I mean, pick one, right? And that being a bigger part of the, the package would be very interesting. Now, they don't really have the money for him next year, which is kind of part, part of the problem. But to me, that's an offseason problem, right? You figure it out in the offseason kind of thing. I don't know. To me, I could see I could see Boston. But it's funny because the team that comes to mind that I, I just – Sounders. Hmm. On that left side behind yeah. – um, shoot, who is who's Pollock's defense partner? Pelic. Behind Pelic, you have Romanov and Mike Riley. Yeah. That is a good fit. And, I mean, you could put him with Scott Mayfield. Right. 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 And how, how, and really let him figure out what can he do? What can he push? Interesting. The other team that had, they have his name written all over is Detroit. (laughs) Because, again, Detroit seems to really be interested in this, which I don't understand when you have. Simon Edmondson in the minors, right. but for whatever reason, this seems like a Detroit trade. So it really does. <laughs> yeah, actually, the Islanders crossed my. I heard them their name brought up in a podcast or something I was listening to, but the Red Wings. Yeah, you're right. It's just got Iserman written all over it. <laughs> Unfortunately, but but and see, it's tough too because I know a bunch of people are like oh Edmondson. I would actually be okay with this for Edmonton. I think it would be it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt them. And your point, I don't understand why Ottawa did it in the beginning. That's where I'm at. Like this was a stupid move from the beginning, and now they're dealing with repercussions. This is two years in a row now. They've traded somebody, and it hasn't worked. They had a Debrinket that did not work, and they they paid a lot to get him, and then they traded him for you know half of what they acquired him for after one season. Yeah. It's going to be the same thing with Trickern. Are they going to get a first round pick back? I don't know. Now, I don't know that that's what they want necessarily. I mean, you we want to see it be a roster player, but at the same rate, it's kind of like, but I don't know what they need to bring in. I mean, they need a right shut shutdown defenseman. To me, the crazy part is, they instead of going this way, they should have waited and got Sean Jersey or gotten Matt, Matt, Ra, or Matt, Ra, Matt Roy or um, Sean Walker. Yeah. Like, all three of them were available in L.A. Why didn't you go that route instead? But... Again, you can sit here and you can criticize it is what it is, but where they're at now, right now, moving forward, I don't know what they do. I think Chickering gets traded because I think they have to trade him, but I don't know what, what you're looking for for him. I mean, Terrence Nichols and easy, like he's getting traded. That's for sure. I I think Colorado's a team for him. I think that would be an interesting thing. And the other one I was thinking of is Vegas. Mm-hmm. Vegas would be a good fit for him because they need some scoring help right now. They're they're struggling. They're on the struggle bus right now. They lost Riley Smith, which was more goals than I think they thought they were losing. And now I wouldn't be surprised if they brought Smith back, but at the same rate, if they want to go, the problem is money. That he's Smith signed into next year, Terrence Echo's not. But the problem, but I think Terrence Echo's going to cost more. Right. So it's kind of one of those things. But that would upgrade and be a very good upgrade. So anyway, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do with Chicken. I mean, I I think him in Boston would be a good fit, but at the same rate. You know, and and again, there's all there's so many teams that could use a guy like him, but I just it's not working in Ottawa. I think it's appropriate to want to move on, especially because he still has value. You can get something for him, and people want to use him for this this cup run. 
but I don't I don't know what the package is going to be and I don't know what they're going to get for him but if there's ever a time to sell it's at the deadline when people are stupid and do really stupid things and, and pay way too, like a second rounder for Greenland yeah but now thankfully that GM's out no longer a GM but <laughs> bad, ex- bad example of a general manager but <laughs> even good general managers make bad decisions this time of year yeah so yeah. Yeah, I mean you can you can look at lots of those. That happens all the time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Anything on Pinto or Drew? I think they're just names to watch out for in general. Mm-hmm. Pinto, they would be absolutely insane to trade him. I think you're realizing right now how much they missed him the first half of the season. I think he could possibly be one of their best centers on their team, all around player. Uh, I think they'd be nuts to trade him, but um, he's got value with his contract, and he's an RFA. Like, there's some value there. So, I uh, yeah, and Giroux, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's going to retire as then, but eventually, like, I think he's still signing another contract in the on the team. But I, I don't think he's leaving. But if I'm a team that wants someone, yeah, I'm trying to get him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he'd be a. I think Drew would be a good asset for a, a contender, but I don't see him moving. I keep hearing that he's coming back to Philly. I think the only way that happens is if Philly, in essence, swaps him for Cam Atkinson. That's the only way I see that working. One, money wise, but also spot wise, roster spot wise. If that was it, and even if you have to throw someone on our side, like okay, if it's if it's Atkinson and a third round pick for Drew, I'd do that. Mm-hmm. But that's it. That would be the absolute max I would do for him. Other than that, I think there's some teams that could definitely use his type of style, but I just don't see him wanting to go again. I don't see him wanting to to move cities and and deal with all that stuff. I just see him wanting to to either stay in Ottawa or go back to Philly, because Philly is where he still should be. But whatever. Right, he still should be, but they made that decision to move on. I I don't think it's a good idea because I think Philly. It's just one of those situations where you moved on, yeah. you're building. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. And for his sake, he went back home where he grew up, stay in Ottawa. I feel like I feel like that contract was signed for. Here's a three year deal with the chance of it being more. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna help you out. You're gonna help me out, and we're gonna we're gonna make this work throughout the rest of my career. So I don't think he's going anywhere because also this team should be much better than they are. Yeah. Eventually they're gonna turn it around. Maybe he wants to be a part of that. Yeah. So I don't think he's going anywhere. And he'd help. For sure, but oh yeah. Gosh, yeah. He is not him. Like yeah. we can, we all know that. Well, it's not their offense. It's it's their defense and the goalies. Yep, is really what it is, and which is the problem because that's like okay, Pinto. I think that he'd be somebody that would be interesting, an interesting trade piece because, I mean, you can now look at and be like, okay, he's got thirteen points in fifteen games. They have missed him a ton. How much value does he have? The other thing is, to me, he may make somebody else more expendable. He may make Josh Norris expendable. Yeah. And I think Josh Norris is a great center. So what could you get for him? He signed long-term at a reasonable number. Is that going to get you the goalie? You know, like, I mean, Nashville needs a center, right? You yeah. know, that kind of yeah. stuff. Like, how how interesting. But the problem is, is they have Corbisalo signed for four more years at $5 million. That money's not disappearing. Nope. So what do you do? And, that's, and then, to me, it's, I mean, the de- defense has to be better, too, which... I mean, I, obviously I talked about um, Chris Tanev, about him going there, and I think that would make sense. I think there's a there's a couple couple guys that I'm looking at that would be very, very, very helpful for this team. 
He's one. I think John Walker would be a good fit and would help. I also think that David Savard would be a good fit. That's the type of defenseman they need. They need that guy that can play on the defensive side of the puck, can block shots, he can kill penalties, he can do that. He can teach some of the younger guys how to play defense like that too. Yeah, but anyway. We'll keep rolling here. So next up we have the San Jose Sharks. So it just says entire roster. That's <laughs> pretty really good. <laughs> it's that's what it should say. Yeah. It's not what it does say, but because we don't want to do that. But at the same rate, it who, who is untouchable on that roster? Um uh ah, shoot, I can't think of it. Eklund. Under or over the age of twenty three. Okay, you didn't say that first. I know. <laughs> I'm adding that. I'm adding that to the checklist. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I think that. Well, actually, hold on. Let me actually pull up their cat for a minute, look, because right. I, I, because he's literally the only per, and maybe Zetterland might be the only person who I would say are not well. Zetterland even. I wouldn't say untouchable. I would say unlikely, and would like you need to force my hand here, but. Other than that, I mean, well, and Zetterlin's 24, so he would still... Because Eklund, Eklund's 21. That's it. That's literally it. Everybody else, up for grabs. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I agree. I didn't even realize Gotor got hurt again. Yep. Well, it's funny to me how many people I see acquiring Thomas Tomas Hurdle. And I'm like, nobody's acquiring him. And the thing is is they have retention the next two years with Burns and the next four with Carlson. So they're not going to be able to retain because they can't. Just, they just can't do that. So there's just no way to do it. You know, but, but they have. So LeBlanc, Hoffman, Duclair, Barbanov, Justin Bailey, Ryan Carpenter, and Kakunin are all UFAs this year. And then they have a, a couple RFAs. But... I think to me, probably, I'm just going with like, most interesting off of this list is Luke Cunnett. Yeah. He's 27, 26, 26, making 2.75. He plays a tough game. He's an RFA, so you'd have you'd have rights to him if you wanted to. You could keep him. I think he's going to, you know, he'd be, he's a playoff guy. You know, he's a body banger, stuff like that. He'd fit really well in your bottom six. He can play center. He can play right wing. He's going to bring a certain level of intensity to the game. I think there's something there for him. Um, he's somebody. He's probably realistically the one, only one of the only guys I'll go this name. And I'm like, that's what I want. I mean, Duclair would be a good acquisition too, but I don't know. He has not done well in San Jose, so I'm like, oh, maybe not. Whereas Cunning's kind of, regardless of where he's been, has kind of always been the same player and has done very well there. So I don't know. Yeah, a guy, a guy like Kevin LeBanc, I put him on that list because he interests me. I'd be interested in him. He has not turned out to be what you expected him to. But when San Jose was good, and he was probably at that point 22, 23, 24, somewhere in that range, he had some pretty solid seasons in San Jose with some a good team. So I'd be interested in taking a chance on him. I don't know what his price would be. I can't imagine it would be too, too much. And he's only signed for, what was it, 4.7, I think. Mm-hmm. So, which, again, that brings 
that begs the question of the retaining that they can't do. So I understand that does put a little bit, that makes it tough. Mm-hmm. So maybe his name's not that intriguing. I was thinking at 50%, I'd take a risk on that. But yeah, that's true. If, at that price, I'll take a risk on him in UFA this yeah. offseason. I'll sign I'll sign him this offseason. Yeah. Because that's the thing is is that's kind of what ha- is handicapping uh, San Jose right now is they just can only do so much because they only have one retention slot. And who are you going to use it on? Because it's like you can either acquire um, LeBanc at practically the same number as Cunning, and Cunning you don't have the retain salary on. Right. So it's like, but how attractive would a one point you know five million dollar Cunning be? Right. So that's the problem is looking at like okay and like. I just I don't think there's a market for Hoffman. I just don't, um, especially because he's make like even he's making four point five even at two point two five. I just like I just I feel like there's better options out there. So it's like okay, and then Duclair. I mean he's making three. Three would be digestible for most people. I don't think that'd be hard. So it's like kind of one of those things. And then you have Kakinen too, who's making two point seven five. So it's just like who do you retain on? You know, kind of thing. And then what does like. Whose retention brings up the picks more or the the pieces more? And I just, I'm not sure of that. That's something that Mike Rear's going to have to figure out. And he's got his hands full, that's for sure. But yeah, And he knew that. We all knew mm-hmm. that. This isn't a surprise or anything. I just, they're, they're a team that you would think would be a pretty hot commodity this time of year with how bad they are. But, like, I just, I don't think there's much there to be had. So, but there's still a team to look out for, though, because the, when other players go, they might be a team you call to be like, I lost out on this one. Yeah. I offered them a third round pick for that guy. What do you think for a Duclair or something like that? Like they might be able to work something out. So we'll see. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. Next up is the Seattle Kraken. So we have Jordan Everly, Brandon Tanev, Justin Schultz, and Alex Wenberg on this list. Yeah. I mean, Tanev is the, the name that comes to mind of if you want to make a deep playoff run, he's somebody that you want to have on your team. Call him Turbo for a reason. He's very, very, very helpful when it comes to this this time this time of year, this style of play, stuff like that. Man, would he be a good fit in a lot of a lot of teams' bottom sixes? I mean, he's not making a ton of money right now. You know, I think he signed for a couple more years. Ooh, excuse me. Nice. Taco Bell's getting me today. <laughs> Let's see, where are you? Brandon Tanev. He's got okay, so this year and next year three point five million dollars. That's not bad. No. I just to me is somebody that I could really see being like very attractive and wanting to kind of make a thing, but it's also I think Seattle wants to keep him. So what's it gonna take to get him out of there is the part that I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't know that they would that they'd be able to get him out for for less than like a first and and a piece, which for his style of play, maybe a little bit much for him, but man, he'd be helpful. Yeah, no, I completely agree. That's that's who that's the type of player you want. That's the type of player you're looking to get. Um, I'd be surprised. Well, eh, thirty-two. I don't know. I'd be surprised if Seattle really looked to move him, but you gotta assume teams are calling. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think he's a guy that's looking to shop per se, but yeah, um, yeah, if you get that right offer, you might have to take it. So, um. Jordan Everly is kind of interesting to me. I don't know why. There's just, I feel like he's like, he's the type of player at Carolina. Mm. Like, I see him in Carolina. I just, I'd be, yeah. 
I'd be interested to see him added to the right side over there. And they already have, I, I don't know, I personally think Carolina is the best all-around team. The, the goaltending's the one question mark, but roster up front. I just, I like their depth. I like every piece of them. And I think a guy like Everly would just hop right in and, and help that team a lot. Yeah. Throw him on that first line with Svech and Ajo. Move Foss down. <laughs> that, I don't know. I just, every time I look at this roster, I just, I love this roster. <laughs> it's hard to imagine that they can lose. Like, they, there's just, there's so many pieces to this team. And they're just so deep. But it's amazing how much goaltending can affect you. But And yeah. also, to be fair, they had a lot of, maybe not a lot, but there's been a few guys who have not played the way that they need to. So, or the sh- that they should. And so that's kind of been tough too. But, yeah. man, but adding Everly would be, well, that would be interesting. Because that's the thing, to me, I look at him like, I just don't know where people fit. You know, like, you go and you acquire somebody, and it's like, okay, so now somebody who's been playing, who's played all season, now all of a sudden they're on the outskirts. Like, yeah, it's it's tough, especially on this team. Like, you know, I was watching a game, and I'm like, oh, I could see him playing with, you know, I'm watching Jesper Foss play out there who does his job, and he's great. We all know what he does. He can play anywhere in the lineup and help. But I'm just thinking replace that and then shift everyone else down. Well, I know you could flip guys around, but... As of right now, if you just shift everyone down, Tavo Taravainen's out of your lineup. Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yep. So, yeah, maybe it's not as good of a fit as I thought. <laughs> I just, but I don't, they, cause I just see them wanting to acquire a piece because, it, you know, you want to have depth. But I don't know. I just don't know what makes sense. I mean. You don't want to be put in a position where you have to put Nick Felino as a healthy scratch in game seven like we had to watch last year. You know, it's it's always nice to have a lot of depth, but when you have a lot of um, when you have a lot of depth and everybody's healthy, it can be hard to make some decisions. Yeah. So that is something to think about. Yeah, and that's it's it's tough. It's because you want to, you know, I mean, you want to go for it, so you want to upgrade a little bit, but at the same rate, oh yeah, because Brendan Lemieux, they're they're spare right now. Right. So it's like. I don't know. I, that's what I mean. Like I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I agree with you. I do think that Everly would help, but at the same rate, I mean, they've been doing well this year. So, is that something that you want? To, I don't know. I just yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Crazy. You would think it would work. A, a team that we always say they just need to add more depth at scoring, and Everly's a goal scorer, so that would work. Hmm. Maybe it wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's. It's crazy. It's really crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, I'm interested to see Justin Schultz, too. I mean, I think that he'd be... I, I you know, I mean, him and Tyson Berry are very similar, so another person I could see, you know, making a move. I mean, I I could see a lot of teams wanting to bring him in to help their power play and stuff like that. I can see him being very useful. He can play on your, you know, third pairing, but he can play on your first power play, stuff like that. I think there's going to be a lot of teams calling about him but I'm interested to see what how talks have gone with extending him because I think that's something with Seattle with all the pieces from Seattle is have they talked to all these guys about potentially resigning because I think that Seattle is going about this in a smart way where they're not pushing things too crazy 
I think they're going to stay the course and they're going to do what they were planning on doing at the beginning of the season regardless of where they're at. But I'm sure they've talked to some of these guys at least about, hey, do you want to stay? And, you know, what is it going to look like to, you know, to extend you? And so I wouldn't be surprised if Schultz is one of the guys that they kind of are like, hey, we're going to, we want to bring you back. You know, defensemen take a little bit longer to um, develop. So we haven't had a ton of development time for our defensemen yet. So we kind of want to keep you around for a little bit until some of the guys that we've drafted can take, you know, take that next step. Because they, you know, I mean, what, third, this year, four, three, three. Yeah. Yes, this is year three. So this will be their third draft. So they like they really haven't had many much time to develop some of their defensemen. So I mean they could easily want to keep him around for at least one more year, kind of like hey, or two more years, saying hey, we have some guys that are going to be pushing for spots at some point, but they're not ready yet, and we want to keep you here until until we're ready for that. Yep. 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 Ah. Ah, yes. All right. Next up is St. Louis Blues. So we have Pavel Buchnevich and Sammy Blay on this list. It's hard to picture them trading Buchnevich, and he's been on fire ever since they brought his name up. (laughs) Freaking Russians don't like getting talked about. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough. I don't... St. Louis is... It's another team I wouldn't want to be running right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just don't know. I don't. I don't know how you trade them, but I guess it again. You know, value. If someone calls, if someone calls and gives you that right offer, I don't know what. What do you like? What is the right offer though? Like, do you have what? Like, where do you value him right now? Oh, that's such a hard question for me because I don't like the way he plays. Right, I'm not <laughs> the biggest. The I'm not the biggest fan either. But he scores, yep. and he can score. I should say, um, it's. I guess. I guess mine is. You know, if a team comes with me with a first round pick and a higher level prospect, it's like I don't know how you say no to that. But at the same time, I don't know how you just trade him because you also got him for like next to nothing. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, I think the, I think to me it's tough because I don't think that, yeah, wow, yeah, they got him for a second, a second round pick and Sammy Blay, yeah, who they Sammy Blay then got traded back to the Blues, ironically, yeah. So, actually, hold on, what did they end up trading him? For? What wasn't he a part of the Tarasenko deal? Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yep. 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 So. So yeah, but it's tough. I mean, I because is this is this Blues team? Are they you know? Does trading does trading Buchnevich help them? And I don't know because I don't know where Armstrong views this team. I mean, he's made some piss poor decisions, which have led them to being where they are. And it seems like I mean, you have well, you have four defensemen signed over four million dollars a year for at least the next three years. This defensive core is going to be rough because that defensive core, Justin Falk, Tori Krug, Clint Pranko, Nick Letty, they're all 30 and over, all signed for four more years, all at over $4 million. And three of them are at six and a half. Yeah. You're not training any of those contracts. 
They're not. It's just not possible. This and that. Though that four, I'm like, ooh. So to me, this isn't a playoff team. So yeah, sell high on Buchnevich now. And I mean, I keep seeing, you know, obviously you have stupid people all the time doing mock trades, but I keep seeing like first rounder, top prospect, third rounder. And I'm just like, man, I, I don't know how you justify spending that much on Buchnevich, but he does score goals. He is valuable. I don't personally care for the way he plays, but, you know, whatever. That aside, it's like, that's a lot, though. That's a lot that you're paying for. I guess that's what my point was. Like, I'm not shopping him, but if someone throws that offer on the table, you got to say yes, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> well, that's because to me it's even one of those things where – Depending on what you bring back, I mean, if you, if you're able to acquire a top prospect who can literally slide into his spot and play on the play in the NHL, what are you losing? Right. Because this team isn't winning a cup anyway, so what's it matter? You know, like you gotta have to remake some things and redo some things at this year anyway. Why not offer or why not look at opening up that roster spot and letting somebody play? I mean, you have like Zach Bolduck just got caught up. Let him play a little bit, you know. Like let him let him spend some time here. I mean, what? Uh, where'd you go? I mean, Dvorsky's going to be over here soon. They got Zach Dean last year for um, Barbashev. Like mm-hmm. they have some decent prospects. Why not let them play? But I don't know. It's just this team's a mess. They are a mess. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And then to top it off, there's no other asset on the team that will get anything. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Scandello, they could probably trade if they wanted to. They wouldn't get a lot for him, though. Nathan Walker, I think Sammy Blake could, could get something. He's only making a million dollars. You could easily retain, you know, I mean, a $500,000 player, what do you mean? Yeah. But he would be valuable, but at the same rate, he's probably, you're probably getting a fifth round pick for him. Right, exactly. So it's not really much. And then Kapanen is the other UFA. It's, Nobody's acquiring him. Like, right. I quite frankly, I think this is the last year in the NHL. I don't know how. I, I don't know how Pittsburgh just got so lucky that St. Louis decided to do that. Yeah, I, I, you know, there's always that talk of, you know, trades that happened in the past for future considerations, or like, hey, mind, mind taking this, and we'll, we'll figure something out in the future. <laughs> I don't know. It, there feels like there was something going on there because why? Yeah. Why would a waiver? Why would you put a waiver claim on someone like that? It made no sense when they did it, and it still just doesn't make sense. So, yeah, I agree. I don't know if he'll be here in the NHL next year. I mean, I'm sure he'll get a contract, but it'll be league minimum if he does. I just don't see him. I don't. I. I just don't see it. I just don't see anybody wanting to give him a contract. I mean, I just. 15 points in 50 games, 14 and 23. Well, 34 and 66 last year, which isn't bad, but I don't He just, he hurts your team. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Just, That's what I mean. Like, I mean, if he's at league minimum, it's like, all right, whatever, I guess. But he's just, I don't know. I don't know how Pittsburgh, I still just don't understand. I don't know how they got so lucky. Pittsburgh thing. Yeah. Make up for all the crappy things Excel did. Yeah, I don't know. Wild. Insane. Yeah, you are. All right, so next up and last on the list is from Vancouver. We have Nils Hoglander. 
Like, why? Why not? I never. I don't know. I don't know why. Is there a reason they're trying to trade him? Or I don't. I don't think that he. I don't think they're trying to trade him. Yeah. I think it's more of people are looking at what. I mean, they're looking at Vancouver wants to go on a run. He hasn't panned out the way that they want him to. Maybe if we maybe we can get a piece that will help us more in the short term versus long term. Because I mean, quite frankly, he's been very good this year, five on five. Yeah, like, very good. Right. So I don't. Yeah, I saw him the other night. I'm like, I thought first thing I thought was like, I don't know why they're looking to move this guy. I feel like he, I want him on my team come playoff time. Like he plays like a fun, hard working style. So. I don't know. It's, I don't know. I keep hearing his name, though, so I don't know. Maybe he will get moved. I guess his contract is, you know, pretty cheap, and teams might want him. Did you start a fire? I did. New guy. New guy. New guy did. New guy. <laughs> and we're not going to sing because neither nobody wants to hear that. No. Where are you? There it is. He's, yeah, because he signed for this year and next year at $1.1 million. If I remember correctly, where did you go? Yes. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I just, he's somebody that he had, he's kind of, he's gone up and down a lot. Mm-hmm. This, like his game has not, he's gone from the NHL to the AHL, NHL, AHL. But I don't know. I mean, he's he's been good for them. I don't know why. It's like Pod Colson's, I could see. Mm-hmm. He's struggled and he's been literally up and like, in the NHL, AHL, AHL, NHL, AHL. Like, he's been up and down the whole time. But, I mean, Hogland has been playing pretty consistently. I mean, he's played 58 games this year, but he's got 17 goals. All right. So, I don't know. I mean, yeah, he's he's played 199 games. Like, that's not that many games. Right. I don't know. I agree. I don't... I don't see... I mean, I could see why other teams would want him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I don't know. It's not, and it's not even like they have like a ton of cap space, right? That no. they would be able to move a young player to bring in a veteran that makes two or three million more that you feel a lot more comfortable going into the playoffs with. So it doesn't like it doesn't make sense to me. But we'll see. It's also Jim Rutherford. He also likes to trade young players to make sure he goes and wins a cup, and he usually wins a cup. Well. Jim Rutherford's the president. Oh, sorry. I'm like, he, he's, wait a minute. I don't care who the general manager and he he's running the show. True, 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 true. <laughs> Judge, judging off of the trades that have been made so far, Jim Rutherford's running the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, it is a weird thing to me that, that they're looking, that his name is coming up. And I don't know if it's just simply, if some of it is that, like, it's, his name's coming up because other teams want him. So they're like hoping he's available. So they're like, oh, we'll start you know talking about him because then he'll become available. Or if it's like looking at it going if if I was, Lindholm, if I was Calgary, he would have been the part that I wanted to them to build around. Right. Like if that's why his name's on that list, I that would be my guess. But I don't know. I just to me, I would want to keep him around. He's you know he's signed and he's an RFA after the contract. It seems like him and Taco are getting along. Like he's playing, and he's playing on the first line right now. So why would you want to give up a one a one point one million dollar first liner? You know how rare those are. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. But 
yeah, crazier things have happened. And, and again, hopefully they don't trade him to bring in uh, Jake Gensel. Like, that would be craziness to me. But I mean, Pittsburgh would be thrilled if that's what happened. Thrilled. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> but Elias, Lin- or, uh, Elias Patterson's getting traded. <sighs> Just go on the cap. Just go on the cap. Uh, Armchair GM, and it's literally all that's on there right now, as Patterson trades. And I'm like, guys, he's not getting traded. It's, I was listening to NHL radio, and they, somebody asked why, and the other guy kind of explained. He was like, Vancouver went to him because he's, you know, our RFA at the end of the year was like, we're interested in starting the talk. Like, what is your long term plan? Apparently, his answer was, oh, I'm worried about hockey right now. We'll figure that out later. He's like, I don't really know what I want to do right now. So, at that, and, you know, most people's mind go, he wants to leave. So, I'm going to piece together all these trades. It's like, well, no, it's not that he wants to leave. He's just not ready. You know, Vancouver's a good team. They're getting ready to gear up for the playoffs, and he wants to go on a cup run. He's 25 years old. He's going to be an RFA. Sure, he wants to figure out his future and think about it a little bit probably hasn't been thinking about it because he's worried about his job in front of him right now. So, oh, he ain't going anywhere right now. So that if he does, it will be in the off season. So I, they would be absolutely insane. Or, I mean, that's going to happen. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's funny to me how if you ask a guy in the middle of the season about his long-term future, he's probably going to have a very similar answer. And and maybe and to me it's like one of those things where, especially if it's if, or if it's like media like oh what do you like what do you plan on doing this after this year and he's like I don't know or like if he goes like oh that's for the off season we'll see what happens there like there there's some level of like you can kind of read into what he's saying but if he's like I don't know like I haven't thought about that he's probably being genuine about that because he's playing hockey this is his career he's working on his career right now and he's an RFA which means. It doesn't matter. Like he, they have his rights. So he, it's like July first comes and goes. It doesn't matter if he signed or not because that part doesn't matter. He just wants to focus on hockey right now, and that's good. He's your best player. You want him doing that. But anyway, yeah. So I pulled up a trade because I saw this and I thought it was hilarious. And this is what Kyle was saying is definitely going to happen. So it's Vancouver acquiring Luke and Jack Hughes and a second round pick, and going back to the Devils is Nils Hogland- Nils Hoglander. Sawyer Minio, Elias Patterson, Altu Ratti, Artus Silvos, a first rounder, and another first rounder. That's, that's a dumb deal. That is crazy to me. I mean, it would be sick, sick to see all three Hughes brothers together. It would be sick. But that's not going to happen. Like, that's just stupid. Like, <laughs> the Devils are not trading the Hughes brothers, they're just not. It's not going to happen. And if all three Hughes play together, they need to be on an American team. Yeah. That's <laughs> probably going to be the only time they, they do. Yeah. And maybe all three of them will be on camp at Team USA, but I cannot imagine Luke's going to make that team. Right. But he needs to toughen up. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah. I'm glad to see people have fun. Yeah. Fun, sure. Makes my blood boil. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Crazy. All right. We are officially done our list. Is there anybody that we haven't said that you want to mention? Um, so earlier this week I was listening to Elliot Friedman, and they mentioned 
at Pittsburgh might trade a goalie, including Jari. Really? See, I can obviously, I mean, trading Nadalkovich makes perfect sense to me. I don't know why they wouldn't trade him, but I don't, who's taking Jari? And not, 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 sorry. I, sorry, Shane. Whatever. <laughs> not in the sense of like, oh, he's not worth anything, but more of, I mean, they just, they just signed him. He's got four years left on a contract that, I don't know, like, it's hard to trade that much term. That's, yeah. that's more of what I'm, that's what I mean. So anyway, yeah, going. No, I, completely agree I, I don't see it happening I just it's the fact he doesn't say stuff unless it's like being discussed mm. like he doesn't just make stuff up he's one of the only reporters I ever listen to because usually when he says stuff it's pretty pretty real so um, I don't understand how they could find someone to take that on that fresh of a deal yeah. Like, if it was, like, two years from now where there's three years left on it, like, the rest of that year, then two years, like, okay, I can maybe see it if he's still playing at the level that he's currently playing at, which is, like, average at yeah. best. So. <laughs> he's got the same numbers as Vasilevsky. You always got to remember that. <laughs> I am Could, not sorry about that one. <laughs> <laughs> You get what you get, and you don't get upset. <laughs> yep, exactly. Because it's not like terrible. It's just it's not been great. Like it's yeah. it's some games it's great, some games it's not. The Philly game was not. Uh, <laughs> Thankfully for Pittsburgh, our goalie is worse. Because <laughs> Cal Peterson is butt cheeks. <laughs> yeah. I just I don't know. I don't really see. It's kind of what when they signed him. What my thought was, because who, what's better? Yeah. Like what? Like who is? What could you do that would help more for that like price? Like at that number, what's the comps? Okay, you're not getting any of those guys, so it makes sense. Where I looked at, like I look at other teams now, and I go like, I don't understand where a fit would be, and then what's the value? So you look to trade them. What, who's what are you giving up for him if you want to take that whole contract which they have to pretty much so I don't know it's just kind of interesting it's something that I guess he, he kind of said just it's it's it might not happen but keep your eye on it hmm. so that would be very interesting and and that's more of just because trading somebody with that much contract left is just not common because it's it's very hard so that's more of what I was getting at and yeah I mean He's been up and down, and and as I've said, I don't think Jari's the best goalie. Like I, I don't think he's a number one goalie in the league. I just don't. He's okay, but what Pittsburgh did last year, I mean, I thought for sure that the best goal. I mean, Aiden Hill was the one that I had pegged as the number one. I didn't think there's a shot he was leaving Vegas, which there I don't think there really was. He still has good numbers, but Corvasalo was right behind him in my mind, and look at how that turned out. So, and I think that. Ottawa has a better defensive core than Pittsburgh does in some ways. So, at least when it comes to actual defense, mm-hmm. how bad would it be if he was in Pittsburgh? So, exactly. like... Yeah, because that was definitely brought up and discussed because the Jari contract was after Corpusalo. I know a lot of people were like, well, you could have just signed him. Like, I'd rather have Corpusalo. It's like, eh, I don't know. I yep. agree. I don't think it would be any... I think it would be worse. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... I don't know. It, yeah, you kind of had to roll with what you had, but I it's but who are they replacing him with? 
that's the thing. I I don't I don't remember everything he said, but I I don't know. I I don't see I don't see anything happening because there's no other team that I look at that I go like. You look at all the teams that need a goalie. Well, I don't see Jersey getting them. I don't see Carolina. Like I don't see the fit there at all. Yeah. So like, what? Where? Like where's who's taking him? So. That's really what it comes down to. And then when you're Pittsburgh, you look at it and you go like, okay, like we're going to trade him, but we also need someone in return. So, oh, that's, you just reminded me. That's one of the reasons. Because a lot of teams are calling for him. Really? For uh, Blomquist. Yeah. And they're, they're saying no way. And I think that's what kind of intrigued him to go. Maybe if they move Jari, there's an opening for him to get moved up and see how he does in the NHL. Hmm. So interesting, interesting. Yeah, because this is who they used the pick they acquired from the Matt Murray trade for him. Wouldn't that be something? I'm pretty sure. Oh shoot! Nope. Where's yeah? Yep. Jeez. So Pittsburgh acquired Jonathan Gruden in a 2020 second round pick, which was number 52. And they use that to pick Yo Blomquist. Yoel Blomquist. Hmm. That would be something. So that would be one of the very, very, very few good things Hexel did. Yeah. Actually, wait, was Hexel? No, Hexel wasn't there yet. I don't think he was there yet. We gonna find out right now. I saw he signed his entry level, but that doesn't mean he was there. Yeah. Come on, Eric, camp friendly. Here we go. Nope. I need not the player. That's why. Why? Why am I doing this? Staff. There it is. There's a tab for it. <laughs> There's a tab for it. I didn't see. No, that. he did not draft him or okay. trade for him. Okay. Who was, who was in Pittsburgh before Hexel? I can't remember. Uh, was, I guess Rutherford was still... I guess he made that one. That's what I'd be giving him a big old kiss for. Because that could end up being a career saver. Yeah. Or not career. Um, well, team saver, really, in some ways. Yeah. But... Yeah. So interesting. We'll that would be very interesting because of... Yeah, and but again... Who's who's acquiring him? That's a, I just don't. I just don't see a fit. Like I don't see any team that like sticks out to me. That's like straight up for Jack Campbell. Done. <laughs> Write it up. Let's go. Make I'm sure team. someone on Armchair GM has done. That. <laughs> it's funny because I don't think I've seen a Tristan Jari trade on cap or on 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 Armchair GM yet. <clears throat> that's interesting. Hmm. interesting. Keep your eye out. Because he also mentioned. You're going to love this one. Another Pittsburgh one. Eric Carlson, back to Ottawa. I keep seeing that. And I'm like, there's no way. He has some kind of trade calls, right? I I think so, yeah. There's no way he lets that happen. (laughs) Yeah, he has a... um, No movement calls. Yeah. So... There's... uh, It's not happening. Right? It's not happening. I just... It's... So... (sighs) the reason he brought it up, it makes sense, is if Daniel Alfredson does stay in the organization and stays his assistant coach, he would want him back. Mm. So, like, I could see that. Yeah. I understand why. It's just, it's not going to happen. I think even he kind of said it's, it's just, 
it's just something fun to think about i think is how he worded it or something like that yeah like it would be fun to see but that would be the best thing for pittsburgh (laughs) yeah yeah but well it's funny because like i've seen a couple eric carlson trades and i'm like that would be something to trade acquire him through that that crazy trade to get him and then trade him the next year yeah but I just don't see him getting traded again because I mean Pittsburgh would have to eat cap on it and I just don't know that they can but yeah I mean they were also saying too which I agree with from what we know of Kyle Dubas he's you know his press conferences usually tell us more than a lot of GMs do and he kept including Carlson in the core mm. like he kept saying the Crosby, Malkin, Latang, Carlson he kept saying him and he did not say Gensel's name once Hmm. So, like, that's what they were saying. So, something interesting. I, I don't think it, it... He's not going anywhere. He's he's going to be a Penguin until that contract's up. I, I don't think it's even possible. Yeah. So. Well, and again, I mean, theoretically, he should help them. It hasn't worked this year, but... I, I'm, I'm curious. I keep reading this one guy. I wish I knew his name. Shane always tells me about him. Shane Gillis? Yeah, Shane Gillis. That's it. That guy. He always writes articles about how terrible the power play coaching is and stuff. And yeah. I actually started watching it close. Uh, what game? Oh, the Philly game. I, if I'm a Penguins fan, yeah, I I, I understand why you're so upset. The the setup is so dumb. <laughs> like they tried like the umbrella thing where they hit the like. You get Carlson at the middle, and then he had he like walks the blue line, and then tries to hit like the pass back to like the winger coming in with speed a little bit. Why? Why? What what are we doing? Like a simple umbrella moving the puck around, hitting the guy in the bumper position. Like that's why would you not do that? Like, I don't. You have so much talent to be having guys walk the blue line. Like you don't need to do that. So I don't know. Whatever. We'll see what. I'm curious to see next year because it's, it's got to happen that he gets fired. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it was Todd Reardon. They keep saying it is. It's only a game. Why do you have to be mad? 